Hello, and welcome to another episode of Them Asperger's. That threw you off that I said hello. <laughs> Go on, you say it. Hello. Yeah. You're still better at it, I guess, than me. But then we're on episode... Um, I have no idea what episode <laughs> this is now. I was going to say, like, you know, I don't know. I think it's like 70-something, so that means you've you've got way more experience on the... Uh, the your hello game is uh, much better than mine. Peaking. Yeah. Mm. But, uh, you know... Like, so you try and say welcome to them Asperger's in the uh, way I do. That really sets the tone of the episode. What a start. 36 seconds in. Don't count it. <laughs> Don't watch the time. I watch the time. I keep track of the time here. You just uh, empty out your burger wisdom right. into the phone. You don't worry about the time. Okay. I'll worry about that. Uh-huh. Go on, go. Go with what? What's your bit of burger wisdom for the day? Okay, so, we've talked about sayings before. Okay. It's going to annoy you so much. But the whole, there's no point, whatever, spilt milk. (laughs) I what? Well, earlier I said there's no point spilling milk about it. And you said that you can't say that. I I didn't say you can't say that, I said that's not the saying. No, yeah, it's not, but it essentially means the same. It just means there's no point crying over it, doesn't it? There's no point spilling milk. That's not the saying. I'm not I'm not in this conversation. That's my burger wisdom for today. No. This is how you can make a saying your own. It doesn't make any sense. (laughs) The only way people would get what you mean is because it's got parts of the original saying, so they kind of get what you're trying to say and therefore it makes sense in that way. So you could say it and people would know what you meant, but only because they recognise parts of it and think, well, okay, I know what she's trying to say there, so I get her point. But you're still saying it wrong. Well. Yeah. Anyway, so what's going on with you this week? Nothing. Why am I asking? I've seen you all this week. There's been nothing, nothing going on with you that I can think of. No, nothing going on with me this week. Just very excited for Christmas. Christmas is up and coming. I can't wait. Mm. Started drawing up the Christmas itinerary. Yes, you have. Very excited about Christmas. Can't wait. Yeah. Very excited. Um, What about you? <laughs> Actually, I didn't think that was still going. Um, I didn't... Uh, yeah, I mean, what do you mean, what about me? What about me that is the... Uh, the torture that is my life at the moment because you know seeing you talk about christmas constantly it's like mid-november uh and i forget you get like this well i no, i remember you get like this but i always i think i kind of like blanket out uh how much you get like this uh but christmas is a daily thing sorry for you people listening to this podcast because it's just the odd bit of the episode between now and christmas that you'll hear scarlet mm. mention christmas Whereas uh, I've heard it a lot. Even random outbursts will just be sat quietly and then you'll go, oh, it's Christmas soon. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I suppose it is. It's the happiest time of the year. I know, but it's just, uh, I don't know. I mean, it has its downfalls for burgers with like the busyness and stuff. But the actual in the flat, like in, in my own home Christmas time, best time ever. I swear you weren't like this last year. I swear you've got more rabid this year uh, than you were last year. Mm, no, I I was like. This. Was it just more internal last year? Um, you definitely. I I don't remember it being like this. Either I've forgotten it, or you've upped your. I think you've forgotten it. You forgot your Christmas frenzy for the year. I mean, we worked together, and I did play Christmas songs 
constantly. Yeah, but like most places play Christmas songs. I've been into shopping centres that are playing Christmas songs already. I know, but I had control over that. I was very into it last year. It was the year before I wasn't because I got very ill and so did you. We were both oh, yeah. we were both very ill. Yeah, I did get really ill the year before. Yeah. So we were just, I mean, we, I think we didn't do anything on Christmas Day because we were too ill other than going to our friends and eating dinner, which we were too ill to eat. But last year I was very excited for Christmas Day. I just don't remember it. I prepped I, it all I out. I remember everything. I prepared what films we were going to watch with breakfast, lunch and dinner. Prepared what we were having for each of them. Maybe it was the trauma. Maybe the trauma of last year has made me blank out. <laughs> I just have no recollection of it. Which means uh, each year I'm going to feel like it's... Uh, I'm going to probably ask the same thing. I might have to listen back. I think we did episodes before Christmas last year and I might have mentioned it then. I'm going to see what past Nikki said about it just to see if it was as bad. But I'm not convinced. I feel like you've uh, you've definitely taken it up a gear <laughs> for it already. I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah so this episode obviously we've done the empathy sympathy thing which has made us think about a whole range of emotions um, in general so like all the different things because we've covered like loads of stuff in I suppose broad terms but I think we're going to start going back into things now, like into some detail. There has been a suggestion for us to do an episode on family. And I know we did a relationships episode, which was like the second episode we did. And then we did one on boyfriend-girlfriend relationships. And then we did one on... Romantic relationships. That's what I said. Mm. And then one on friends and... A little bit gender stereotyping there. You know what I mean? That's what we were talking about because that's the one we were in. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I can't, I can't. Oh yeah, true, true. I can't do ones on like other types yeah, of relationships because yeah, I've never been in one. True, good point. I see what you mean. Yeah, what you were getting at. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, so we want to do one on family at some point and go into like the detail of that. But um, yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that at some point. Um, I just need to uh, do some things. But anyway. The episode I wanted to do today is kind of partly because of something somebody posted on our Facebook wall and also that's something that's been coming up a lot with me lately. Um, I know we do a lot of episodes where I'm like, oh yeah, there's something that's happening with me, so now we're doing an episode about it. But you're quite um, you're quite closed off, even with me, so it's hard to tell with you what's going on. You never really have like suggestions of an episode based on things that have happened to you, so uh, I usually find that I'll set the topic and then you'll be like, oh yeah, there's all this stuff. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of like a two-bit thing because somebody on our wall basically mentioned something about the... It was called like sticky emotions or, or something like that. I don't know if that's the actual term for no, it but or this if is that's what, her, like, yeah, her term. But yeah. yeah, which is um, was described in a way that I thought was really relevant to you. Yeah. Um, and also that made me think of... Uh, I don't have that, so I don't have the... The example she used is... She goes to a restaurant, um, she has like a set thing that she wants to have, and then if they don't have it, she, you know, says that she'd want to leave. Yeah. Um, and this is weirdly something that's happened to Scarlett recently. <laughs> um, like, we normally go to, we don't normally go, but every now and then we go to um, Wagamama. <laughs> I love it, we're getting it. Yeah, I'm glad we're actually discussing it. Right. I feel like I need to get this off my chest. And Wagamama have a vegan menu, and there's one particular dish on there, and that's the only dish that Scarlett will have. I can't believe it's called. It's some sort of curry. Oh, it's the it it was 
the best curry ever. My favourite. Probably my favourite going out dish to yeah. have of all restaurants ever. But Scarlett also does this thing where no matter what restaurant we go to, she has to see if, if the menu's online. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can explain it. I'm, I'm, oh, no, I'm, I, like, uh, okay. I like you going with it. So, like, it's, it's a case of you have to do, if the menu's online, you'll look up the menu online. If the yeah. menu's not online, I mean, to be fair, I can't think of a restaurant where the menu's not online anymore. I feel like most do that. Like, even if they've just got a Facebook page, it's on there. Mm. I can't think of the last time we went to a restaurant where they didn't have a... a I suppose Mad Cucumber, we've uh, probably... Yeah, but that doesn't... Memorised all of the dishes yeah, anyway. Yeah, but... Um, so yeah, Wagamama, like they, they have a vegan menu and it's the same with everyone else. And Scarlett, it's not just a Wagamama thing, but every time Scarlett goes to a restaurant where she's got in her head, that's what she's having, that's what she's having. And then we get there and then they're like, oh, we haven't got it or we sold out. Or um, in the case of we went to this Wagamama, you only ever have the one curry and they've swapped it on the vegan menu for something else. Something completely different. There's there's nothing that compares. There, there just isn't. Mm. Fair I can't, I can't believe they've got rid of it. <laughs> and like, obviously for most people, what they do is they just pick something else. Like for me personally, I've been to places where, I actually I don't pre-look at the menu before I go there. So like, I'm not someone that decides what they're going to have before I'm there. I'll just go there and look at the menu and then pick something. And then obviously if they tell me that they don't have it or I don't know, we, we haven't got any of this, we've run out of that or can we swap it for this? I'm usually okay with it. So I just sort of go, yeah, sure. All right, I'll just pick something else. Don't worry about it. Um, and I've always kind of been like that. It's the same when it's, it's one of those things where it just happens. Whereas for you, when we go somewhere and it's not got the thing we want, you just won't eat anything at that point. You're kind of just like, well, I won't get anything then. Or you'll be like, I don't want to eat here now. Yeah. Or I don't want to go anywhere. You've always kind of done it. I mean, this instance when we went to Wagamama and the thing had changed, I managed to convince you to order something else, which you did. Um, but then, like, that's it now. Like, I don't think we'll ever go to Wagamama again. No. No. See? Like, we kind of, like... Well, yeah, but what would you have done if the Vagazzi wasn't there? I just told her something else. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> like, I did used to eat things, because obviously, um, that, the Vagazzi in general hasn't isn't a is is a relatively new thing they haven't yeah. had it the whole time so i used to eat something else before that i just can't remember what it was um and then i changed to that once it came on the menu because i wanted to see what it was like so uh yeah i'm like i say it's completely different for me I, if they changed the whole menu over i'd still like or just sort of something else yeah i suppose but for you it causes like it's not like a normal reaction it's not something that i would say is the standard reaction for this you just you just kind of, you don't have a meltdown, but you have like the, like everyone that, those of you that have meltdowns, like there's that bit where you have like beginnings of it. Yeah. There's like things that suggest a meltdown's coming. You kind of do that. Yeah. But you don't go into an actual meltdown, but you have the parts that if we weren't in a restaurant, and initially when I first saw you do it, I thought you were going to have a meltdown. I can't remember yeah. where we were, but we went somewhere and they didn't have the thing you wanted. And um, you... I thought you were going to have one. I've realised now that you, you'll you never have one from it. You just have the start of one and then you just make like some like really rash decision like, well, let's just leave or I won't, yeah. I won't eat today then or um, I'm not going to have anything. I'll just have water. You yeah. kind of get like that. Um, and another example of that, I suppose, is say we, we go somewhere. So say we go to like, I don't know, we go into town and you want to go to a certain shop and then we get there and that shop's closed. 
you'll almost write off the whole day yeah. because that shop's closed. You kind of do this thing where we'll go there. You're like, well, that's the whole reason we came out. That's the whole reason we're here. That's the whole reason that we've got up and come set. And it's not even open. They're not even open. The website said they're open and they're not even open. You're like, let's just go home. I don't want to do anything else. And there'll be other bits that we've got to do while we're in Mm. town. But you'll just want to be like, let's just go back. And then if, say, for some reason, I mean, I never normally let you come home. But like, say I did come home with you. uh, There have been times where you've then come home and you've been like, um, well, that's it. That's the whole day ruined. Oh, I, mm, I don't know about that. Like, do, I think have, I think I would say that, but I don't think it would you, last. Well, the yeah, whole I'm, day. I'm not saying it does last yeah. the whole day, but I'm saying you have then said that's the day ruined. Yeah. Then. Oh no, yeah, definitely. I definitely say something like that, but I think with me, the difference because we're going to get into something else with you, but I think the difference with me is it it lasts for I don't I don't know. It can last for like a little while, but I wouldn't say it's ever it would last for more than like I don't know half an hour. Would you say? Uh, it depends. It depends on um, depends on what you're doing. Yeah. So yes, if there's something to distract you or something that will change your mind or make you think about something else, then yes. But say I just left you. Usually, if I'm there with you, I'll try yeah. and do things to like get your weighted blanket out or try and make you do things to make you not think about it or. Uh, try and take your mind off it but I, I reckon if I just left you to stew I reckon it would be longer than half an hour maybe yeah I don't think it wouldn't last like forever I mean I'm I'm still very upset that they've got rid of this curry <laughs> because I really liked it but I'm not you know I'm not like oh we'll never go there again we can we can but I need to prepare myself and like make sure I know what I'm gonna have and I think another example because with the shop being closed I agree with you that I might be a little bit uh, about it but if we had other shops that we were going there for I don't feel like I would be like well we just need to go home I think I I think I'd be annoyed and it would throw me but I don't think I'd be like we need to go home well, because there would be other stuff but I think another example would be um <clears throat> like when I was driving to work and I always drove the same route and the road that I drove down was closed and then I didn't know what to do that would be another example of it I just didn't know how what I was going to do, I didn't know how to get there because the road that I usually drove down was closed and it threw me off so much that it, that like I went into the overreacting again. But equally, once I'd gotten to work, it was then gone and over with. So I think like with a shop closing, if we had other stuff that we were doing in town, I would still do the other stuff. I don't think I'd get rid of the, you know, the shop. But definitely like with a restaurant, I do feel like, well, we should leave then because... <laughs> unless you like really wanted the food there in which case I'd be like yeah you eat and uh, I will I don't know like have a starter or not have anything or <laughs> yeah you always say like oh I'll just have a starter then or yeah something like that you don't for some reason you don't want a a main meal sometimes you suggest I'll have a starter and then you're like I'll just have something when I get home yeah um which is yeah it's odd which I know with you like food's a, a thing anyway it's like a big deal uh, so I know that you, when we do go out for food, because we don't go out for food that often. Yeah. But when we do, you, you've you kind of like made an allowance for like a specific different food. Yeah. And then like you feel like that's okay to eat that, but you wouldn't just put anything like in your body if it wasn't the designated item that yeah. you're going to put. So you'd rather go home and eat one of the things that you would normally have that's one of your like ritual schedule foods because that's okay. You can have that whenever. But you've made an allowance for this like, different thing to happen and then the specific thing that you've chosen to eat isn't there so you feel like 
no other food is allowed yeah. to be eaten except for food that you've well, already like pre hmm. pre decided on, which I guess your regular food that you have in the weekday or that you have the same night like you normally do, that's okay to eat when you get home because that's already been decided that that's acceptable. Um, but to pick something else at random, like a new decision, um, you just won't do it. Yeah, and uh, like the reason behind that, because I think that makes it sound almost like it, it, like it's for health reasons. It's not like I think, oh, this is really unhealthy, so I'm eating this as an allowance. The thing I have in my head is at the weekend, I eat kind of what I eat like special food at the weekend, and then in the week, I eat my set foods. So at the weekend, I want every single meal I eat to be like the best food ever. So dinner has to be like really nice because it's like my treat. It's my treat of the week. So if it's not like anything short of being one of my favourite dishes, then I just don't really want to eat it. So if I planned Wagamama and it was like my favourite curry, if I'm then just going to pick anything off the menu and I might not really enjoy it, I would rather go home and eat something that I know I'm going to love or go to another restaurant and eat something that I've had before and know I'm going to love instead of pick something else off the menu that I might not enjoy because for some reason to me that's like the worst thing. Yeah, I feel like as well to some level that you only eat things that have been predetermined. You won't eat anything that's a mystery yeah. dish. Like even when I cook, you uh, you need to know what I'm doing like days before I do it. Yeah. I can't just be like, uh, you yeah, know, it's a surprise. You wait till it, uh, you wait till you see it. And like when we order anything like takeaway, like Chinese or anything like that, it's always the same thing. Um, you need to have the same thing. And uh, that's the same with everything with you. Everything has to be like predetermined before you'll do it. I don't think it's just a food related thing. That's just how you are. Something has to be pre decided that that's what you're doing before you do it or that's what you're eating before you eat it or that's what you're going to do before whatever and if it doesn't happen that way you don't have like contingency you don't have mm. like backup ideas you don't just uh decide to just go with a new like looser option yeah i mean like for example the other day you called me because you couldn't which was i mean this doesn't make any sense but you called me because you couldn't find your phone which sounds weird because you called me but you'd called me on your headset <laughs> Like, so on your headphones. Oh, that was so ridiculous. Um, and then you'd put the phone down and couldn't find it, but you'd called me because you couldn't find something else. And then when you found the thing you couldn't find, you were then like, well, I don't know where my phone is now because I've put it down looking for this <laughs> other thing and I'm only talking to you through the headset. And I was like, we just have to go without your phone. And because you have, like, a set time that you have to leave and you have a set, like, speed that you have to walk and um, all that stuff, like, if any of that stuff slightly goes out like uh it's it's really hard for you to to go ahead with it um like part of me when i was talking to you on the phone thought are you even going to go to work or yeah. are you just going to write the day off now because mm. you you're not leaving the time you should leave and for you like say you're supposed to leave at like 20 past eight and it's now like half past eight for you sometimes it feels like you've almost like missed your window of leaving yeah. so you can't leave now you'll have to wait till 20 past eight the next day before you can leave yeah. for work like, there's, there's that part of you that does that. Whereas for me, I can just be late because, like, I just kind of think, well, I'm late, so there's nothing I can do about that. I can't yeah. turn back time to do stuff. What I tend to do is I sometimes just find a reason to explain why I'm late. I'm not good at saying I'm late because I'm late. I just try and sort of go, oh, yeah, I'm late because, you know, I um something happened or whatever. 
But yeah, I know for you, like, you, there's a specific thing you've got to do at a specific time. And then if you miss it, you've missed it. There's no like way of getting it back. There's no way of sorting it. When you go to a food a restaurant and that's the food you've got to eat, you can only eat that food. And mm. if it's not there, you can't just have something else because that isn't the plan. Yeah. And it like it's one of those things where even in the moment, I know... I It's like I know that I'm being a bit silly in my head in the moment. I'm sure I do, but I can't stop it. <laughs> like in my head, I think it's fine. Just order something else. But then what is coming out of my mouth is I don't want to order anything, even though like I, I know it's silly. And whenever it's done, so after it happens, I do go, uh, yeah, I was just being a bit silly or it was fine. It's not like a big deal. And I'm I'm quite I'm usually I'm quite like reflective, so I understand when I've been wrong. So I'll say that was wrong, like that was silly, that was me being a bit ridiculous. But for some reason, in the moment, even though I know it in that moment as well, I think, come on, you can do this. I just can't. I just can't. No, like when I've tried to explain to you that it's that it's wrong or not wrong, but I've tried to explain to you it doesn't matter or don't worry about it. You know, we'll just do something else. Like, uh, there's no talking to you. Um, I have to just kind of make you do something else. But, like, to try and persuade you to do something else of your own accord mm. just doesn't happen. You just go, no, it's not happening. No, I'm not doing it. Yeah, uh, and it does It does usually take probably, like, it does take a little bit of time. It usually does take about 15 or 20 minutes for me to be okay again. But, like, I mean, why do you think that is? Like, I know, because obviously, like, it's obviously, it's obviously like a burger thing. Um, because uh, it's obviously something to do with like schedule, routine, the yeah. plan, that kind of thing. But like, why do you think it's so uh, like rigid with you? I don't know. I think it's just uh, like I've a plan on uh, once I've had, I've got it in my mindset that that's how something's gonna be. I don't like it changing. So this is the the only difference I actually do really like surprises like I'm I'm quite I enjoy surprises but I think the reason that that's okay because I was thinking about this and I was thinking then how come I like surprises and how does that work it's because it's a surprise so I don't know it's coming so if someone just goes this is happening now as long as I haven't thought in my head like well we're already doing this this and this like if if someone said to me today we're going out for lunch here and then we're gonna have dinner here and then all of a sudden they go surprise i'm actually taking you on a trip somewhere i think no we've already planned we're having lunch and dinner that would be a bit different but if it's just oh we're we're you know just having it we're not doing anything that day and then all of a sudden someone goes surprise we're doing this then i'm fine with that because i've had no time to think about it to plan it so it, it can just happen and i can just go with it but yeah i don't like it if if something's already been decided and I think that something's happening and then it doesn't happen. And it, it, it mainly if it's something different, it's obviously if it is things that are part of my routine, then it might throw me. But more if like I've made a special, we're doing this and this is like different, for example, going to a restaurant or something. Then when that changes, it really throws me because I've because I've planned it into my day. Yeah, um, it's weird. I, I actually know somebody who did something similar and it made me think about you and like how you'd be. 
they were, it was like their son's 21st birthday, I think it was. Um, and they were going to, they were going to pretend like they were taking him to like this city, like London or somewhere. I can't remember where. Yeah. And like they were going to take him for the day to look around places. Uh, and he's, re- he's, he's autistic and he's really into Disney. So they're going to take him to like this Disney like exhibit in London. Right. Um, and that's where he thinks he's going for his 21st birthday. But where he's actually going is they're going to take him away for four days to Disneyland Paris. Instead, he just doesn't know that's where he's going. Right. But they've told him, we're going here. We're going to this museum. We look like going to London. You know, we're going to do this. We're going to look around these like exhibits and look at Disney stuff, like traditional, like original Disney memorabilia and that Mm. kind of thing. But then they're obviously going to go on a ferry over to France and do, and like, it's not just the day, it's the whole weekend. But they're going to like secretly pack his stuff up and like do that kind of thing. And they think it's a really good idea. And I was thinking like, I'm sure, like, in the NT world, sure, that probably is a really good idea. But I thought if that happened to you, if you know what you're supposed to be doing and then they change what it is, it's like like me cooking you dinner. It's like if I said to you, it's a surprise dinner. You know I'm making you dinner, so you need to know what it is. But say you didn't know I was making you dinner and I just came out with dinner all of a sudden when you are. Yeah. And you were like, oh. Lovely. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, that's lovely. But if you said... And actually... when I was younger, this happened a couple of times. Sometimes I'd go to school and I always needed to know what was for dinner. So I'd go to school in the morning, but I'd be like, oh, what's for dinner tonight? And I don't know, like, say, say, like, my mum was like, jack of potato and baked beans. I'd be like, oh, lovely. Um, even though that's not necessarily my favourite dish, I'd think, nice, I can, you know, I can enjoy that. Looking forward to that tonight. If I got home and then like my mum called me down for dinner and what was on the table was say it was like something that I preferred that I would actually put above like pasta I love pasta say it was pasta I'd be really it would really throw me I'm not gonna say annoyed because I wouldn't be annoyed I wouldn't be like (laughs) rude to my mum for cooking me dinner that's lovely but yeah like there would be a part of me that would just be deflated I just think but I was told jacket potato and baked beans and that's what I've gone about my day thinking and it makes really makes no difference whatsoever but it just it would just really throw me like it would really put me off and that's not it wouldn't be as extreme a reaction as when I want to go to a restaurant they don't have the thing that I've got really excited about it wouldn't be as extreme as that I wouldn't be like oh I'm not going to eat this then or anything like that it wouldn't be an outburst but I would just feel like wronged in a way i'd feel a little bit yeah. confused by it and it would throw me you, you don't cope with last minute changes i at don't all. i do not like last minute changes i think to that's anything. like the the main thing about this really is is yeah when something changes you you're definitely going to happen it's going to be the way it was and it's the same for a lot of people on the spectrum like if you're going to change something like i i remember like somebody that I used to work with that was autistic and same thing for him like if you were going to change anything you had to tell him you were going to do it way before you were going to do it yeah um like even stuff that didn't really involve him so there was like changes to the rotor instead of it being like certain hour shifts it was then going to change to these hour shifts instead of like six hour shifts it's going to be five and a half hour shifts and it does I didn't I wasn't bothered about the reason why but for him they didn't tell him before they changed it they just changed it and they thought it wouldn't be an issue because it was only half an hour but like he he didn't cope with it at all like he was always asking like members of management why 
every member of staff he came across, do you know why? Why have they changed this? Like he'd, he'd be really distracted while he was at work all day. Um, like he, he'd find it really odd to do when it came to like the five and a half hour point because he planned for another half an hour of work. He didn't know what to do with himself. Like I found him like hanging around and not sure like that he was supposed to leave yet or that kind of thing. But I feel like if they had just told him like two weeks before these changes are coming in, get yourself prepared for them. And this is why we're doing it. He'd have been fine. Yeah. And I think it's the same for you. Like you can't deal with anything. Like I know loads of stuff. If something changes at the last minute, you can't, for some reason, it just, instead of you like being able to just roll with the new change or roll with what we've got to do instead, you kind of freeze and you don't know what to do with yourself. Uh, and that's, I think that's why you want to pause everything and just not do anything because none of it's making sense and you need to like gather your thoughts. You can't just like change to something else. Yeah. Whereas I'll just do it for you. I'll just be like, no, we'll just do this instead now. Um, but yeah, there are times where things have just changed last minute and you've been like, well, that they can't change that last minute. Interestingly with us, I think the only exception to that is when it comes to work. What do you mean? You don't cope very well with changes in your workplace, whereas for me, changes in my workplace don't affect me, I would say. Yeah, really? Don't you think? I, I guess not. No, I suppose when things change in your work, you kind of just say, oh, well. Like, yeah, it is what it is. But yeah, for me, if changes happen and I don't know why, yeah, I need to know why. Yeah. It's not even that I'm against the changes. I feel like if I was in on the changes from the start, then I'm fine with it. But I feel like if they don't tell me them um, and they just happen, even though I suppose in a lot of situations, it's not my place to know, you know, beforehand that a change is coming or what the change is or why the change is. But for some reason, I feel like I should have been told. Yeah. And the fact that he didn't tell me makes me think, well, I'm not going to do it then because yeah. you didn't tell me beforehand. And that kind of, I guess that kind of moves into the part of the episode, like that's, I suppose, the issue I have or the yeah. thing that I'm going And my thing is that I am like really stubborn about stuff. Yeah. Like really stubborn. We were having yep. a joke about it earlier that... I wasn't talking about some things that I'm stubborn about. I feel like with me, everything I'm stubborn about. <laughs> if people don't share the same opinion as me, then I I can't <laughs> I can't agree to disagree with anyone. When people say, "Well, let's agree to disagree," I just feel like, "No, we won't." Yeah. You will see it the way I see it, and it's not that I feel like people can have a difference of opinion because, in my head, I say people can have a difference of opinion. And I do believe people can, providing their opinion is not anything to do with anything I'm thinking about. So that's weird to say, but like <laughs> people can have a difference of opinion if it's on a topic that I have no opinion about. If I have no opinion on a topic, then seeing two people have that conversation and they've got a difference, I don't mind. But with me, for some reason, when I've got it in my head that something is a certain way, I can't be persuaded, but then equally I can't understand when somebody else sees something differently to me when I'm like 100% sure that the way I see it is the correct way. And it's, it's something to do with my like rigid thinking and like my black and white thinking. Mine is quite like strong, my black and white thinking in general. Like yours, apart from the thing we've just talked about with the scheduling and the, you know, everything, can't, nothing can change last minute. I wouldn't say that you're very black and white in thinking at all. Uh, when it comes to stuff like opinions or decisions or how something works. 
yeah. you can you can you can make your mind up on something, but then you can be persuaded that maybe your way of thinking about it wasn't the right way. If yeah. there's enough like evidence that says <laughs> that maybe you were thinking about it the wrong way. Whereas for me, even if there's enough evidence, for some reason with my how my head works is some it, once it's set in stone, that's it. It doesn't matter what anybody says or what proof they've got or what evidence they've got. I'm not convinced that they're right and I'm not convinced that I'm wrong. I'm convinced yeah. that they've just seen it differently to me, but my way is still the right way. Um, and it's it's just something I've I've always done. Yes. Um, it's just, it's, it's odd. And like you said, with the changes, like with work was the only time where I can't deal with last minute changes. It's because everything's done a certain way and obviously I've got it in my head that this way is the ultimate way or the best way to do something. So when something changes, I feel like it's being changed for no reason. I feel like it's being changed for the sake of change. Um, and I find that really irritating. Um, even if, I suppose if somebody takes me to one side and explains it to me and explains why, if it contradicts the way I feel about something, I'll just argue with them that I don't believe they should be making the change at all. And then when the change comes in, I'm the only one that's not doing it still. Yeah. Um, because I believe that the way I'm doing it is the correct way. Um, and it's, it's an odd thing, but I've always been like that. I can't, we've talked about this before where I feel like I've never, I don't have a boss and no one's in charge of me and I have issues with authority uh, in general and, and anyone telling me what to do. And it's the same with this. If I feel like the way I'm doing something is the correct way, I ignore what anybody else says yeah. or I ignore what everybody else is telling me is the correct way. Even if they're in charge of me and they say, no, this is how I want you to do it. It's the same with school. Like, say there was a maths equation and I'd got it in my head that this is the way this maths equation needs to be done. And my way was taken twice as long as the way the teacher was doing it. It wouldn't matter how many times the teacher would come over to me and say, this is why it's taking you so long. You know, you're getting the right answer, but there's a faster way of doing this. After she'd finished or when she'd start telling me in my head, I'm just like, don't listen to her. Don't listen to anything yeah. she's saying because you're not going to do it that way anyway because you're always fine. It yeah. still works the same. Um, and then when she walked off, I'd just go back to the way I was doing it before she came over. If anything, I get irritated when people try to help me with something yeah. in that sense. So like, say I'm doing something that's taking longer than it should do. And if someone comes <laughs> over and goes, you know what, if you just did this, this would be quicker. I'm always close to going, do you know what, just go away. If I want your help, I'll ask you for your help. And I can't be like persuaded. Once mm-hmm. I've once I've made my mind up, I've made my mind up. And um, I know it's an autistic thing. So uh, I was told uh, by my therapist that my black and white thinking is quite rigid. Like she told me one of the things I'm terrible for is th- I think I know what other people are thinking. Yeah. And she told she told me like every like every session or so, where every other session or so, like you you know you don't know what other people are thinking. And um, I was always like, you can't tell what other people are thinking, sure. And I know a lot of people can't tell what other people are thinking. I agree with that. (laughs) But I know what other people are thinking, okay? You're not in my head. Like you've just said, you can't get inside anyone's head. But I know what they really mean when they (laughs) say something. Or I know what they're thinking when they say that. And it, it has caused me trouble in the past because obviously people have said stuff. And in my head, I'm just like, I know what they really mean by that. And then I've started an argument with them because I think I know what they really are saying. And then they're like, I'm not me. I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. And I'm just like, yes, you did mean that. That's definitely what you meant. Don't try and hide it now just because I've worked it out. Yeah. 
and that makes me quite confrontational I suppose in those situations as well but yeah with me once I I think I've worked out how something works then I can't be persuaded otherwise it's like because uh, I follow a lot of politics on like Twitter and that kind of thing <laughs> when I know that there's like a angle that um, somebody's using especially with politicians when I know what side they're on and I know what they're like uh, party messages that they're trying to get across especially at the moment with like a general election coming everyone's got their like party like lines they have to say all the time and they have to repeat them and that kind of thing so then i know that that's how they all work so when one of them says something i just think yeah but your angle on this is this and that's what you really mean and it doesn't matter even if somebody like has evidence or if it turns out the thing they're saying isn't actually the the party line it's it's something else it's something not related like it could be that they're talking about like going to like a church fete and going this is nice loads of communities together at this church fete this is lovely i'm just like yeah i know you're your angle i know why you're really there you're not there because you care about people and church fates you've got this going on and it could just be that like they've always gone to this thing before they were a politician <laughs> and that's what they're into but in my head i'm just like everything they do is some sort of angle so yeah. like now anything they say i'm just like yeah whatever like do you know what I mean like you know they're just like oh yeah I think I like hobnobs and my hair at Biscuit was like, yeah, of course you like hobnobs. That's all part of your, like, agenda. <laughs> like, that's how I am. Yeah. Like, with everything. Um, and, yeah, I don't know if it makes it difficult for me to be with because <laughs> you were talking to me about it before we started this episode. <laughs> and you said that I, once I've got it, like, you've got to think things my way or there's no way at all. It did make me think, like, what, am I that much of a nightmare? But me and you have, like, the same opinions on things. So there's a lot of stuff where we're on the same, like, page so it's never really a problem. But like when we do differ, like I'm um, just. Uh... I think when we differ, it's uh, I, I'm OK with that. And I think that's that's why it, it works all right, because like sometimes for for example, there are some times when you um, don't like someone and yeah. therefore everything they do <laughs> for for the most part is is probably wrong or you'll say they've done this thing and this is wrong and or this person's saying this about them because they're wrong and sometimes I'll say no that was that was probably right like I, I agree there are you know they've done all of these bad things but this particular thing I think is right <laughs> or they're justified in doing that but I think um the the good thing is that I am not stubborn I don't like I can be I'm not like I'm not never ever stubborn because I, I definitely can be stubborn sometimes but I would say for the most part I'm not and that's why it's okay yeah I mean I think I do it as a coping mechanism yeah I think my stubbornness is a coping mechanism in the sense of because I can't really like read people and I can't pick up on people and social cues and that kind of thing and I'm not good at like working out like how I suppose the NT world works. You're better at that than me. You kind of understand the way things work more than I do. Um, and I don't. So I have to have like these set, like um, I suppose set rules on how I do stuff and set ways of thinking about things. Because if I don't, and if everything becomes more fluid, then uh, I would struggle, I feel. I feel like yeah. I wouldn't be able to concentrate or interact with people or do anything so I have to have like these rigid thoughts and these rigid beliefs in things because if I don't then I'm not sure how I'd function like outside I don't know how I'd function yeah. like 
in the in the world in general if I didn't have these like solid ways of thinking about people and thinking about stuff I, I think it just it it's kind of like anchor points I suppose like I mean like I've, I've got something to fall back on like I always know this to be true so that's where like I can just center myself every now and then even if like it's wrong and people are just like we can't think that it still doesn't matter I feel like I've got that because then I've always got that to fall back on or you know to, yeah to stay within myself I feel like yeah if, that's probably why I feel like if anything's to me if everything's like up for debate or up for discussion then I think I'd struggle yeah I do if anything would if everything could be anything I think um like what you were saying there I, d- I don't think you're a nightmare it's not nightmarish uh at all but you are you are stubborn and you said you think you're stubborn with pretty much everything like sort of only anything you have an opinion on there's no real changing that opinion which is probably true I think the reason why it's okay is I don't ever like I, I never agree to something if I don't actually agree with it so if you're saying something and I agree with you I'll be like yeah you're right if you're saying something and I don't agree with you I'll tell you that I think you're wrong, but I don't need you to think you're wrong. And I think that's probably the difference. Like, I'll say, no, I think you're wrong about that, or I think you're looking at that in the wrong way, or I think it could be this instead. And you will usually be like, no, (laughs) and this is why you think that. And then I'm okay. I'm just like, okay. I don't I don't need you to say you're wrong. I just feel like I should say what I think. But I don't then need it to be a discussion or I don't need you to agree with me. Whereas I think with you you're more you need the agreement. Yeah, I I can't deal with if everybody's not on the same page. Yeah. Like even you saying that then saying that you don't agree with me but you're okay that <laughs> For me, I can't have someone, the difference of opinion or will just agree to disagree. I feel like with everything, somebody's right and somebody's wrong. And you can't have it so that, do you know what I mean? Like when you say let's agree to disagree or um, I, I think you're wrong, but it's okay if you still want to think you're right. I can't see that because I don't understand the agree to disagree. How can two people have different opinions on the same thing? Yeah. Which sounds bad in a lot of things, but there are things where I do feel like people can have a difference of opinion, which is where it gets complicated. But the bigger, more complex things, people can have difference of opinion. But even then, actually, like even with like politics and like that kind of thing, um, I do feel like there's a right way and a wrong way. And I, I do struggle with people having two different opinions on the same thing. You do struggle with the subjective in general, yeah, I would say. Yeah, I find it interesting um, to see people talk about the same topic, but to have completely different opinions. But then in my head, I'm always like, I know which one is the right one. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's it. I, I don't understand the concept of that. I feel like there has to be a right way and a wrong way to everything. I think uh, another example of you being stubborn that isn't to do with discussions um i don't even like bring it up because i'm I'm scared (laughs) (laughs) but uh for example when you were sat in your living room trying to change your bike tire yeah and you've, you've changed bike tires before yeah so i knew you knew how to do it but you were struggling with this particular tire and i kept being like oh do you want me to do it and i 
could see you were kind of like, no, but in a, you were getting a little bit annoyed, probably because you couldn't do it, but you didn't want me to do it. And it was only after, I don't even know how much time, that you just stopped trying, that then you were like, I mean, you can have a go if you want, but it's really difficult. Yeah. <laughs> and then I got the tyre on for you, and I do feel like there was a part of you that was a bit annoyed. Uh, yeah, I suppose so, but that's... I feel like, with me as well, like when, when something happens that somebody proves that I was wrong... <laughs> I don't know how to deal with that. Yeah. When I'm being, when I've been, it's the same with like arguments or conversations or anything. When we've had a, a discussion with someone and then I've been proven to be wrong. I can't process that. It doesn't make any sense to me. Like I can't work out how I'm wrong. Yeah. So like I, I've always found that to be an issue with me is in the, in the situations where people have proof that I wasn't right. Um, I almost like just collapse in on myself once it's happened. Yeah. I can't just be like, oh, yeah, you're actually, yeah, you're right. Um, or whatever. There's a genuine part of me where I don't talk. Yeah. Um, and I just freeze. And my brain just doesn't understand how that's happened. And there is part of me that thinks I've been tricked and that I am right. But they, <laughs> they've done something in a way to make it seem like I'm wrong. And I can't work out how they've done it. And in some situations when I was younger, I used to verbally like attack the person that's proved me wrong because I thought they'd done something. They've just worked out some weird loophole that makes me look wrong when I'm not wrong. And I, I felt cheated in some way and they've somehow managed to trick me. Yeah. Uh, so I found now it's I don't do the verbally attacking anymore, but I I can't accept it when I'm wrong I can't like just be like okay yeah you're actually you're right I, I don't know what to do with myself I just go quiet and then the only time it ever gets worse or could go bad is then when the person say I've done something that's wrong and I don't know like accuse them of something and I'm 100% sure that they are definitely the person that's done this and then it's been proven that I'm wrong and then they ask me to apologize yeah that's where I found that I can't yeah I can't deal with that at all uh, and it's it's a huge like problem for me I suppose is that I've never been able to accept that I've made a mistake or accept that I'm wrong, but that's because I believe in certain things being right and wrong and that you can only be right or wrong. You can't, there's no middle ground in that. And therefore, when I believe that I'm right, then that's it, I'm right. Yeah. And nothing can change that. So when somebody's got stuff that makes, a, and it has to be like really like damning, like 100% proof that I'm wrong, I just don't cope. I like I don't melt down, but like I just it's kind of like a shutdown. Yeah, it's like when you get like an error on a computer, you know, and it can't do anything. It yeah. just freezes. I'm like that. I don't understand what's happened at all. Like say when I was younger it, it was anger. I used to just rage and feel like they cheated me somehow. But now I I just think like well that doesn't make any sense. I don't get you. Um and then I'll try and explain how I I, I tend to just like reboot as it were and then go back on that no you see i'm still right because of this and then they're just like well no um you're wrong we've proven this i'm like no i, I am right and then i try and find a weird angle that suggests that i am right and i keep going back to them and just going so about that thing earlier i think i am still right on this yeah. level and like that kind of thing and it, it, it doesn't make any sense it's like a weird um rules or guidelines i've got on my life and uh if it's ever been proven to be wrong then 
it kind of questions everything and I can't deal with that. So I have to just try and convince myself that I am still right. And it can bother me for days, like once I've been proven wrong. Like I've gone weeks where I haven't not thought about it. Yeah. And like every day I'm still thinking about it. I mean, I'm sure there's been situations that's happened where I've kept coming to you and like trying to get you to basically tell me that I am right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting because we are, that's probably the area that we're, I would say of all things, the way we are with things like that is probably where we're the most different. In that I, I'm more the opposite. I'm more likely to think I'm wrong even when I'm right. Yeah. Like I, sometimes I just, if someone argues it and just goes, no, I'm right for this reason, even though it actually, I am actually right. I'll be like, oh, okay, I'm sorry. And then maybe like a couple of hours later, I'll be like, oh, no, I was right. But by that point, I'm just like, oh, well, whatever it's done now. Whereas I think we're that yeah we are quite different with that in yeah we we just work differently I don't really have that stubborn the the stubbornness even with the the sticky emotions that we were talking about before it doesn't last very long with me and I and I know that I'm wrong so I'll do it and I'll overreact and I'll be but as soon as I've calmed down I'm then annoyed at myself for overreacting and I will. I was I I mean it's only really you that I do it around because I'm not I don't really hang out with other people but I'll say to you I was wrong and like I shouldn't have done that or I shouldn't have said that or I regret saying that or whatever it is but I think yeah I think that's where we're different I don't I don't really feel stubbornness and I'm quite I will change I'm open to listening to people's opinions if someone disagrees with me i'm open to listening to why they disagree with me and then potentially changing my opinion not always it depends on what they'll say but if they say things that are valid i can hear that they're valid and then change my opinion whereas you like you were saying before this you also have opinions on people so once you've decided that someone's good or bad yeah. Or you like them or dislike them or whatever it is. Once you've got that opinion, it's then that is your opinion of them and it doesn't change. Whereas me, I will float around. I, I, tr- like, I try not to dislike people that much. But if I dislike someone and then I see them, they start acting really nice and really friendly and they say nice things and everything seems good. I will go from disliking them to liking them again. And then they might do something wrong again. And then I'm like, oh, they've done it wrong. So they're now a bad person. And then I see them again, they're nice. And I flip again. Whereas you are more black and white. And once someone's wronged you, if you like, there's no coming back from it, no matter how nice they are after that. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, it's just how it is. I, I've had a interest, I've had a situation with that recently with the place I work where um, there was a guy who was banned from the store just for like, yeah. The way he was with me in general, and uh, one of my management were asking me what it would take for me to, you know, forgive him yeah. and be okay with it. So he'd come back in, like, would I accept, you know, what would I accept if he, you know, for him to come back? Like, what could be done about it? And I, I didn't understand the question. I didn't understand what he meant. Like, nothing. Nothing can be done. Yeah. Like, I had made my mind up on this person and didn't want them around me. Or didn't want them back in the shop because of the way they were. And 
Yeah, I just, I didn't understand. I, I couldn't see what the point of it was, but they were talking like, what would it take to make amends? You know, the thing he did had happened a few months ago and would I be all right with that now? You know, if we let him back in again, he's promised to behave himself, like he won't do it again. What if, and my like upper management was just saying things like, what if we got him to apologise? What if we got him to do this? And just in my head, I was just thinking like, this is all pointless. Like you, there's nothing now. Like he made his decision. This is who he wanted to be. This is how he wanted to play it. Yeah. So that's that. I, I don't understand the... Uh, the change. I don't understand the what what could be done. Nothing yeah. can be done. Um, and yeah, I can't really be persuaded on that kind of stuff. But then, like I say, it's it's got nothing. To, I, it is stubbornness. But like with a lot of things that you know come with like Asperger's, is it's if you explain it to someone, it comes off as of stubbornness. And that's one of the things that I've always found annoying with Asperger's in general. Is when you explain an emotion to someone that's not on the spectrum, they always say, well, yeah, I do that. Or, yeah, I've got that. Or, you know, I know someone like that. Um, But they're not autistic. So what makes you think that it's an autistic thing? You know, like, I've always been that way. And you have to try and just sort of be like, yeah, but it's different. And like, well, it doesn't sound different. Like, you know, I've known loads of people that are stubborn and they're not autistic. So how is it different? And I think it's, it's harder. Like, when we go into detail like we have done now... It makes more sense, but I try and explain to them that with Asperger's, it's it's like a more exaggerated version of the emotion yeah. I'm thinking of. It does have the same, I suppose, like origins, or it has the same things that trigger it, like anyone else. But the way it like manifests itself and the way it is is completely different to the way it would happen in a normal, I suppose, NT person. And that's where the difference is. There's things I see happen to NT people where I think like, oh, that's annoying. Like they're going to be so angry about that. That's going to really irritate them. And then nothing. Yeah. And I just think like, what? How has that happened? Um, You know, they just sort of go along with it. And I just think, how? How have they gone along with it? It's like if me and an NT person have the same like dislike or belief on something and then they go, oh, I'm, I'm changed on that now. I've seen this, I've said this, I think they're all right. And I just think like, what? What do you yeah. mean? Like, I don't get it. Like, there's there's things that have happened with me and like neurotypical people where they they will change and they will change their mind on something or they will do that. And I just think like, how? Yeah, I think with you also, so for example, your stubbornness is, it's different to anyone that I've known before. Not to say like, <laughs> you're so terrible because it's not, I don't think it's a terrible quality and I actually think it works to your strength for a lot of things not always sometimes I'd say it's a weakness but for a lot of things I do think it's actually a good thing for you because I think it gives you some stability and it and I know how you think and feel about things it's not for me it's easier for me to understand you because I understand how you are and how you feel with things but also like I, I think it just it, like I say it gives you that stability and I do think it helps you know kind of who you are but um the the level of it is different to I know like I know loads of NT people who I would say are really really stubborn but with you it's not you're really stubborn about certain things you're really stubborn about everything it doesn't your mind is not to be changed and even like you say when you've been proven wrong you do just it's like you do just shut down on yourself it's 
it's like it's nothing I've seen in an NT person it's completely different behavior and you still think you're right even when it's so proven that you're wrong so I do think it's it is on a, a different sort of level um and I I think it's it's quite an interesting I think it's quite a common trait of autism is stubbornness and I actually I think I was quite stubborn when I was younger as a as a child I think I was really stubborn probably like close to your level um I don't know what the I actually think my whole personality I used to be com a completely different person but for for some reason at some point in my life I've completely changed but that level of stubbornness I do think it's something that a lot of people on the spectrum have because even I used to have it I just think I don't know what happened with me. I don't know why my personality changed so dramatically. Well, it's something you've uh, mentioned before that with uh, females on the spectrum, they do go through some uh, massive changes as they develop. Yeah, like mentally my... in general. Whereas I think male burgers, not so much. Yeah, I would say my personality when I was younger was a lot more like yours. Different. The only difference is I was more emotional than you are because you're you're not very emotional but yeah the the stubbornness and the anger and that was definitely something that I did experience it's just it's kind of gone um but it it seems to be one that is very common there's a lot of um autistic people that even in our group that have mentioned this in that it's it's difficult to change your mind yeah. near enough impossible to change your mind on something once you've got a fixed mindset and I don't know if that's to do with the the routine the craving of routine it's almost like that would change your brain routines in how they think and feel towards a certain topic and how they react to certain things I don't know if it it's something to do with that perhaps yeah I guess so I've never really like thought about it it's one of those things with me, and I know it's the same for a lot of people, where, and I think I've mentioned it before, we know, and it's like you and the, you know, the food thing and yeah. the last minute changes. We know it's silly, and like we know that we shouldn't do it. Um, but it's weird. You can be 100% self-aware. Like with you, we could go somewhere to eat, and the menu has changed to the one you looked at beforehand. And in your head, as you see that it changes, you could think, okay, don't do what you normally do. Yeah. But you're still going to do it anyway. Yeah. And it's the same with me. Like, I can't be right about everything all the time. No one can. But that doesn't stop me from feeling weird about it when it happens. Um, and it's one of the, I suppose, unique things of autism is uh, a lot of people on the spectrum, and I can see it from like our Facebook group and the people that message us, that a lot of us are massively self-aware of our own behaviour. Yeah. Um, but we aren't able to control it. Being self-aware is something that you think about when you are self-aware that you should be able to, once you realise, identify the problem, you should be able to do something about it. Um, but we can't. All I've been able to do is identify my problems and then just understand my own behaviour as I'm doing it, but understand that there's nothing I can do about it. It's just the way I am. But to not get hung up on the fact that there's nothing I can do about it, just to be accepting of that's how I am. My stubbornness is not something that I worry about that much now that I understand that it's a burger thing because I know that it is just me. 
and I don't feel too bad about it when I get stuck as I've whereas mm. before I find myself getting worked up and irritated and not understanding why someone doesn't see it the way I see it and you know, really pushing them to try and get them to change their mind and then coming back and getting angry about it and my thoughts were consumed I'd always think about it I'd even sometimes act out the conversation again yeah um like I'd be me and I'd also be the person I had the conversation with and then try and ha- when I was pretending to be the person I had the conversation with change their responses so they did agree with me so that I so I'd make myself believe that it went the way I thought it did yeah and that gave me some sort of like um relief but it still didn't feel the same because then when I saw that person again I was just reminded on the way they actually behaved as opposed to the way that I've made myself think they could have done yeah actually I think that's a good point um I think when you're on the spectrum not everyone and it's not that this isn't applicable to neurotypical because there are some neurotypical people who are very self-aware but I think for the most part people on the spectrum because we are I guess more logical in many ways like we're not so much uh usually so clouded by emotion and again not all neurotypical people are but for for people on the spectrum we because we're not so um yeah emotional about things i think we are more self-aware with our behaviors a lot of the time people on the spectrum know how they are with certain things whereas i think a lot of the time you may go to a neurotypical person and be like oh you're quite stubborn and they'd go i'm not stubborn yeah and you think well you are no i'm not stubborn yeah or you're quite dramatic no i'm not dramatic Mm, okay but you you are a little bit dramatic or you know they they're not so much aware of their behaviors even though you think how can you not know that about yourself you've you're with yourself all the time if i know it about you and i only see you a couple of hours a week then you must know it but um or even like you're you, maybe you're attention seeking oh, i'm i'm not attention seeking but you always talk about like wanting to be the center of attention yeah but i'm not attention seeking or you know like something like that whereas i think when you're on the spectrum you know you're a lot more aware of your behaviors both positive and negative um like i I, with the overreacting thing i'm so aware of it i'm aware of it while i'm doing it while i'm doing it i think this is an overreaction you're being a bit embarrassing now this is you know you're maybe ruining if i'm out with you maybe you're ruining nikki's meal as well but I'm in it and I'm stuck in it and I can't do anything to change it. I just have to go through it. And afterwards, you can't feel, you can't be too hard on yourself about it. I'm not very hard on myself about it anymore. I definitely used to be a lot more, oh, why did you behave like that? But there's no point saying that. Why why I behave like it is because I'm on the spectrum and I can't help it. But I will still apologise to you. I'll say sorry if I've ruined your meal. I'm not going to apologise to myself, yeah. if that makes sense. Like, I can I can apologise to anyone else who it may have affected because I do feel bad that I might have affected them, but I'm never going to be, like, apologetic to myself for behaving in a way that I can't control. And I think that's quite an important thing to, you know, understand it. And it might even be helpful if you... Uh, say you're going out for a meal with someone and you know that 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 behavior is a potential way to be or say you're about to enter into what you know is going to be 
more an argument with someone or a debate with you, for example, and you, you know you're quite stubborn, is maybe acknowledge it to the person. Sometimes I, I can be like this or this is how I am and I will be like this. You can acknowledge it and let you know your friends and loved ones and people that are close to you know that that's how you are so that they're prepared for it but there's not really anything you can do to change it so I think you've just got to accept accept yourself and hopefully other people around you will also accept it like I know that you are actually really good now at accepting that I might overreact to things sometimes and when I do you're not horrible to me about it and you don't go like you know you're not you don't think, oh, well, we're just never going out then again because you're ridiculous or something like that. You're not like that. Yeah. You don't go, oh, you always do this or, or anything like that. And equally with you, I don't go, oh, why are you always so stubborn? I never like we don't criticize each other for our behaviors no, that I we mean, can't help. Yeah, I always like that. I mean, now when I do do stubborn stuff with you, uh, I do like that. I suppose in your head, you're just like, yeah, you don't mean it. <laughs> yeah. yeah like i i see i can see you looking at me sometimes thinking this is ridiculous like the way you're behaving right now is ridiculous i can see it in your face but i appreciate the fact that you don't you don't say it you just let me you let me because i think because you know that in an unspecified period of time i'll be saying what you're thinking you just sort of let me go through it and then I'll go, oh, that was stupid of me. And you'll go, yeah. <laughs> but by that point, it's it's over and done with. But while it's happening, you let me just go through it. And I think that's the best thing you can do. Um, like, yeah, we don't, we never sort of pull each other up on behaviours that are, un, you know, you can't help. I think that's actually quite important. I think maybe, I know it's annoying, like it can be annoying for people that are close to you, but hopefully if they if they care about you they will accept that because i think there's nothing worse than being around someone that is criticizing you for something that you cannot help if someone's always bringing you down about that i i don't know how that would be i think that would be really difficult yeah yeah i say i've had problems with that in the past yeah i think it's it's important that hopefully I think if you can express it to someone, like the way you described your own stubbornness there was, I do it and even though it might not be right, I will never be wrong in my head. The fact that you can understand that and acknowledge it, I think if you can say that to someone and explain to them that that's just how it is, then maybe that will give them an understanding. I think the best thing you can do is just tell people. Yeah. And I think the more you describe it, the more they might then understand. Well, there's quite a few people that said they've had people uh, listen to our, our podcast for that reason. So they've got like NT family and friends that they've had listen to this podcast just to help them understand a bit better um, how we are. Yeah. I suppose, especially if you don't want to have that conversation with someone, because it is difficult to speak to people. I mean, like I, we talk about this on the podcast all the time and I talk to you about it. But like if I tried to explain my autism to somebody else that wasn't just because uh, this podcast, it's just kind of like I'm talking to you or talking to my yeah. phone. But like I think if I ever had to explain in detail the things I explain on this podcast to anyone else, I just don't think I'd be able to do it. Um, I think I just not want to. Um, but then equally, I expect everyone to understand 
my autism um, in a way that they can't possibly unless I went into detail about it. Yeah. So it's weird anyway in general. So uh, I guess you've just got to be comfortable with yourself and just be self-aware about your own autism. And then just when you do do things, not worry about how other people are now thinking about you or see you. Uh, It's just the way you are. Yeah. And it is difficult because it's not... That also isn't me saying, like, it, you know, if you're if you're really stubborn and you, sometimes you can be a bit horrible about it. It's not me saying that NT people around you should just have to put up with it because that's not the angle. I think it's just it's just gaining an understanding for them and them gaining an understanding for you and trying to. It's so difficult for burgers to compromise. So I don't want to. Yeah, yeah, for you. I say for burgers, not so much for me, but definitely you struggle with compromising. It's so difficult to say, like, to come to a compromise or reach some middle ground. But I think, yeah, because I don't also, I don't want to put the message out there of just be a burger. And if that means sometimes you're a little bit horrible, then everyone else should just put up with it. Because, you know, there's, there's limits. Like, but yeah, I just, uh, in in some ways yes but also don't don't be horrible (laughs) 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 well that's it for this week yes uh we've got some ideas for the week coming i have actually gone through the emails now so um some people have had some replies if you haven't had a reply yet it's because your email requires a lot more time to go through because some are quite short some are quite long yeah so some stuff have just said like quick questions which are easy to answer and then some people have gone into like some huge detail that you know it's me so I'm like I'm not good at I, I need like I just do it in little bits I can't do it all in one go uh, so just doing that you know but you can follow us on Facebook Instagram and Twitter just look for them Aspergers yeah. it's pretty uniform I think we've got the same picture everything we're really easy to find on all of them you can private messages through all three um, platforms if you want. We've also got a private group on Facebook that you can join. You have to request to get in. But um, like I say, apart from like the bots and people that are running companies, I'm letting pretty much anybody in there at the moment still. I'm not, I've not had to put up like special questions or any of that kind of thing yet. I don't have to screen because everybody gets on with each other. Yeah. But if you want to ask some general questions, um, you should go in there and talk to some people because there's loads of people in there now that uh, have similar are in similar situations or have good ideas or good experience on that kind of thing if you need more help with your own autism. Um, or you can message us directly at themaspergers at gmail.com if you want to talk to just us. Yeah, special thank you to the person that messaged us the really lovely message and asked us to talk about families because I really enjoyed that message. I liked it a lot. And we are, I know you said that you listened to some more episodes and we've discussed some of the questions you had, but we are actually going to do another episode specific to families i know we mentioned it at the start as well but we are gonna do another one um yeah 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 we just gotta work out um how we're gonna do it to be honest i'm also trying to remember a lot of sort of like the family dynamic when i was when i lived with my family yeah it was they want us to do more so it's the episode's be more about how we were when we were there because obviously i haven't lived with family in uh 12 years yeah. Um, and I don't live close to my family. So we, for me, it's going to be a lot of trying to remember how things were when I was there. Um, 
And yeah, same for you. And obviously, like, looking how we were then, yeah. how we are now, how we got along with siblings, sibling dynamics, that kind of thing. Because obviously, when you've got one child that's NT and one child that's autistic, uh, you know, there's there's different things there, especially like when you're undiagnosed. So it's a lot to go over. So we will do one. It's just it might need some planning. Might be interesting as well because you were from a family of boys as in you and your brother so we might talk a bit more about like what that's like because you're the two brothers like one nt and one not and with me it was there's three of us but we're all girls so it might be there might be differences there as well in um sort of like how how we'd react with each other because mine was two nt girls with one autistic so it might be might be interesting yeah Different yeah, dynamics. It. Uh, yeah, there's nothing else to, to mention. Say thanks everyone again for listening. Yes. And thanks for so all much. your suggestions and messages as well. That is much appreciated. Yeah, thank you very much. And uh, thanks for listening. Bye.